Holes, Chapter 37 We're almost there, said Stanley. He could see the base of the mountain. Now that they really were almost there, it scared him. Big Thumb was his only hope. If there was no water, no refuge, then they'd have nothing, not even hope. There was no exact place where the flat land stopped and the mountain began. The ground got steeper and steeper, and there was no doubt they were heading up the mountain. Stanley could no longer see Big Thumb. The slope of the mountain was in the way. It became too steep to go straight up. Instead, they zigzagged back and forth, increasing their altitude by small increments every time they changed directions. Patches of weeds dotted the mountainside. They walked from one patch to another, using the weeds as footholds. As they got higher, the weeds got thicker. Many had thorns, and they had to be careful walking through them. Stanley would have liked to stop and rest, but he was afraid they'd never get started again. As long as Zero could keep going, he could keep going, too. Besides, he knew they didn't have much daylight left. As the sky darkened, bugs began appearing above the weed patches. A swarm of gnats hovered around them, attracted by their sweat. Neither Stanley nor Zero had the strength to try to swat at them. "'How you doing?' Stanley asked. Zero pointed thumbs up, then he said, "'If a gnat lands on me, will it knock me over?' Stanley gave some words. "'I'm sorry, if a gnat lands on me, it will knock me over.' Stanley gave him some words. "'B-U-G-S,' he spelled. Zero concentrated hard, then said, "'Boogs?' Stanley laughed. A wide smile spread across Zero's sick and weary face. Bugs, he said. Good, said Stanley. Remember, it's a short U if there's no E at the end. Okay, here's a hard one. What about L-U-N-C-H? Suddenly, Zero made a horrible wrenching noise as he doubled over and grabbed his stomach. His frail body shook violently and he threw up, emptying his stomach of sploosh. He leaned on his knees and took several deep breaths, then straightened up and continued going. A swarm of gnats stayed behind, preferring the contents of Zero's stomach to the sweat of the, on the boys' faces. Stanley didn't give him much more wor- or any more words, thinking that he needed to save his strength. But after about ten or fifteen minutes later, Zero said, "Lunch." As they climbed higher, the patches of weeds grew thicker, and they had to be careful not to get their feet tangled on the thorny vines. Stanley suddenly realized something. There hadn't been any weeds on the lake. Weeds and bugs, he said. There's got to be water around somewhere. We must be getting close. A wide, clown-like smile spread across Zero's face. He flashed the thumbs-up sign, then fell. He didn't get up. Stanley came, bent over. Come on, Zero, he said. We're getting close. Come on, Hector. Weeds and bugs. Weeds and boogs. Stanley shook him. I've already ordered your hot fudge sundae, he said. They're making it right now. Zero said nothing. Chapter 38 Stanley took hold of Zero's forearms and pulled him upright. Then he stooped down and let Zero fall over his right shoulder. He stood up, lifting Zero's worn-out body off the ground. He left the shovel and sack of jars behind as he continued up the mountain. Zero's legs dangled in front of him. Stanley couldn't see his feet, which made it difficult to walk through the tangled patches of weeds and vines. He concentrated on one step at a time, carefully raising and setting down each foot. He thought only about each step and the impossible task that lay before him. Higher and higher he climbed. His strength came from somewhere deep inside him and also seemed to come from the outside as well. After focusing on Big Thumb for so long, it was as if the rock had absorbed his energy and now acted like a kind of giant magnet pulling him toward it. After a while, he became aware of a foul odor. At first, he thought it came from Zero, but it seemed to be in the air hanging heavy all around him. He also noticed the ground wasn't as steep anymore. 
As the ground flattened, a huge stone precipice rose up ahead of him, just barely visible in the moonlight. It seemed to grow bigger with each step he took. It no longer resembled a thumb, and he knew he'd never be able to climb it. Around him, the smell became stronger. It was the bitter smell of despair. Even if he could somehow climb Big Thumb, he knew he wouldn't find water. How could there be water at the top of a giant rock? The weeds and bugs survived only because of an occasional rainstorm, like the one we had seen from camp. Still, he continued toward it. If nothing else, he wanted to at least reach the thumb. He never made it. His feet slipped out from under him. Zero's head knocked against the back of his shoulder as he fell and tumbled into a small, muddy gully. As he lay face down in the muddy ditch, he didn't know if he'd ever get up again. He didn't know if he'd even try. And they come all his way to... Wait, you need water to make mud. He crawled along the gully in the direction that seemed the muddiest. The ground became gloppier. The mud splashed up as he slapped the ground. Using both hands, he dug a hole in the soggy soil. It was dark to see, but he thought he could feel a tiny pool of water at the bottom of his hole. He stuck in his head in the hole and licked the dirt. He dug deeper, and as he did, more water seemed to fill the hole. He couldn't see it, but he could feel it, first his fingers, then with his tongue. He dug until he had a hole that was about as deep as his arm was long. There was enough water for him to scoop out with his hands and drop on Zero's face. Zero's eyes remained closed, but his tongue poked out between his lips, searching out the droplets. Stanley dragged Zero closer to the hole. He dug, then scooped some more water and let it pour out of his hands into Zero's mouth. As he continued to widen his hole, his hand came across a smooth, round object. It was too smooth and too round to be a rock. He wiped the dirt off it and realized it was an onion. He bit into it without peeling it. The hot, bitter juice burned into his mouth. He could feel it all the way up to his eyes, and when he swallowed, he felt its warmth move down his throat and into his stomach. He only ate half, and gave the other half to Zero. Here, eat this. What is it? Zero whispered. A hot fudge sundae.